prophets, religions, and books. The Bible was formerly in Hebrew language. In the Middle Ages, it was translated into Latin and entitled Itala. When Christianity began to spread, pagans and Jews stood against it, so much so that the Christians had to keep their faith a secret. They worshipped in temples which were built underground, in caves, in mountains and in other secret places. The Jews, in spite of all their treachery and oppression, could not prevent Christianity from spreading. Saul, a preeminent Jew and one of the greatest enemies of Christianity, pretended to be a Christian assigned by Hadrat Jesus with the task of inviting all nations, except the Jews, to become Christians. See chapter 9 of the Acts of the Apostles in the Bible. He changed his name to Paul. He pretended to be a pious Christian so that he could corrupt Christianity from within. The concept of oneness was replaced by Trinity. Yesaism or Jesusism became Christianity. He falsified the Bible. He preached that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. He made it permissible for Christians to drink wine and to eat pork. He changed the direction of their Qibla towards the east so that it faced the rising sun. He also introduced many other falsities which were not previously communicated by Christ. Eventually, his corrupt ideas began to spread among the Christians. Consequently, they divided into various sects. They deviated from the teachings of Isa and in their place they made up silly fables. They made imaginary pictures and statues of Hadrat Isa Jesus they accepted and adopted the cross as their religious emblem or symbol. They began to worship these statues and the cross. In other words, they reverted to paganism. They considered Hadrat Isa or Jesus to be the son of God. However, the Prophet Jesus had never said such a thing to them. He had only mentioned the Ruh al-Quds or the supernatural power endowed upon him by Allah Ta'ala, believing in the divinity of Jesus, who was believed to be the Son of God, and in the Ruh al-Quds or the Holy Ghost, along with the belief in God, caused them to stray from the belief in the one unchanging Creator, which has been the basis of all the true religions, and to lapse into the ridiculous state of worshipping three deities called Trinity. After Christianity had become the official religion of various major states, there began the chaotic period of the Middle Ages. The principles of benevolence, compassion and affection were completely forgotten. In place of them, Christians adopted bigotry, resentment, hatred, enmity and cruelty. They practiced unimaginable cruelty in the name of Christianity. They tried to destroy all the works of the ancient Greek and Roman civilizations. They became hostile to knowledge and science. They accused such scientists as Galileo, who after reading the books of Islamic scholars, realized that the earth is revolving on its axis of being irreligious and threatened him by saying that they would kill him if he did not retract his assertion. 
they accused Jeanne d'Arc or Joan of Arc, who had been struggling for the freedom of her country, of being a magician. Consequently, they burned her alive. It is written in Camus al-Alam and Larousse that with the encouragement of Calvin, one of the founders of Protestantism, they burned alive Michel Serve in 1553, who was a Spanish doctor and theologist, and had written a book disapproving Trinity and the divinity of Hadrat Isa, or Jesus Christ, salam by establishing the hair-raising tribunal called the Inquisition, they killed by various means of torture hundreds of thousands of people unjustly, claiming these people to be irreligious in order to obtain their wealth. They ascribed to the clergy the power of redemption, which belongs to Allah Ta'ala only. Consequently, the clergy redeemed people from their sins in return for money, Furthermore, they sold parcels from paradise. As for the popes, who occupied the highest religious rank, they almost dominated the entire world. By excommunicating even kings under various pretexts, they forced kings to come to them and beg for forgiveness. In the year 1077 AD, the German king Henry IV, who came to Canossa seeking forgiveness from Pope Gregory, who had excommunicated him, waited barefooted in front of the Pope's palace day after day in the winter as the season was. The most vicious criminals were among the popes themselves. One of them, Borgia, poisoned his opponents and their adherents with various poisons and usurped their property. He committed all sorts of abominations. He cohabited with his sister as husband and wife, but he was still deemed a sacred and innocent pope. Preposterous rules were inserted into Christianity, such as no marriage for clergymen, nor divorce for married couples, confession and redemption. In fact, it was deemed a sin to live on earth. The religion of Islam, whose advent had taken place in the 7th century, began to shine like a halo in that darkness. As we will see in the following discourse on Islam, this exalted religion, which is totally based on the most normal, most logical and most humane principles, easily and immediately gained recognition against reprobated Christianity. It was welcomed with enthusiasm by the wise. Muslims who were deeply and reverently interested in knowledge and science studied very hard as a result of following the orders of Allah Ta'ala and His Messenger They added many new findings to every branch of science and educated many geniuses in every field. Today, the words chemistry and algebra or kimya and jebr are Arabic in origin. And this itself, with many other examples, clearly indicates how Arab Muslims served scientific knowledge. In a short time, Muslims founded great knowledge centers and madrasas, or schools. They brought knowledge, science, reason, cleanliness, and civilization to the entire world. They found the books of ancient Greek philosophers and translated them into Arabic. They proved that their views were corrupt. Hirschfeld, 
a thinker of worldwide fame, said, No other nation has become so civilized so rapidly as the Arabs did by accepting Islam. While the Christian world represented the pitch darkness of a dungeon and made life a bitter torment for people during the Middle Ages, Islam presented facilities for living in comfort, joy and peace to the human race. Consequently, in order to obtain wealth by usurping the property and money in Muslim countries, Christians attacked Muslims and organized crusade expeditions with a pretext to recover Jerusalem, which they deemed sacred between 1096 and 1270. In those crusade expeditions, they shed much Muslim blood unjustly. When they invaded Jerusalem, the stream of blood from the Muslims they massacred in mosques, as they themselves confess, reached the abdomens of their horses. On the other hand, Salahaddin or Saladin Ayyubi, who passed away in 585 or 1091 AD, showed great magnanimity towards the Christians when he recaptured Jerusalem from them. His large-heartedness was so great that he set free the King of England, Richard the Lion-Hearted or Richard Cordelion, whom he had taken captive. Also, the expeditions carried out against the Ottoman Empire were considered crusades against the Muslims by some furious fanatical Christians. A French historian was so insolent as to describe the Balkan War between 1912 and 1913 as the greatest crusade expedition. When the Andalusia Muslim state or Angelus state was invaded by the Spanish in 897, or 1492, the Spanish either massacred the Muslims or converted them to Christianity by force. They applied the same cruelty to the Incas, the Aborigines of America. The Spanish completely annihilated that kind and unlucky nation. The terrible slanders and lies which the Christians perpetrated against the Islamic religion and its great prophet وسلم, continues even today with all its vileness. Indian Rahmatullah Efendi silenced the British Protestant priests in various debates held in Delhi in 1270 or 1854 and again in Istanbul. He wrote a book containing this great victory which he won against the priests and his answers to them in Istanbul. It was published in two Arabic volumes under the name Isharul Haq in 1280 or 1864. It has recently been reproduced in Egypt. The Turkish translation of its first volume was published with the same title in Istanbul and the Turkish translation of its second volume under the name Ibrazul Haq was published in Bosna in 1293 or 1877. English, French, Gujarati, Urdu and Persian translations of it were also published. The Arabic book to Fatul Arib by Abdullahi Tajman the Persian book Mizan ul Mevazin, written by Najaf Ali in Istanbul in 1288 or 1871, the book Aradul Jamil by Imam Ghazali, and the book Asiratul Mustaqim by Ibrahim Fasih Hadari are valuable Islamic books which refute the slanders and lies in the so called Torah and Bible with many proofs.
These books have been published by Offset Process by Hakikat Kitabevi in Istanbul, Turkey. It is a fact as obvious as the sun that before and after the beginning of his prophethood, Hajat Muhammad never told lies and that even among his enemies he was well known as Muhammadul Amin or Muhammad the Trustworthy. The excessive enmity that his adversaries have felt against him has blinded them and hardened their hearts so badly that they have reduced themselves to the ignominy of concealing this obvious fact from humanity. Since they were unable to find any faults or defects in the Islamic religion or in Islam's exalted Prophet in their efforts to imbue their younger generations with hostility towards Islam, they have attempted to vilify Islam with base lies and ugly depictions. These ignoble aspersions, which the enemies have cast upon Islam's holy prophet, who commanded the development of beautiful habits, the forbiddance of bad habits, the prohibition of tormenting and harming people in any way, even the dead and animals, and who strictly stressed the importance of human rights, are a disgusting stain upon humanity and upon the nations of the free world. Eventually, Christian atrocities gave birth to rebellion among the Christians themselves. In 923 or 1517, a priest named Luther revolted against the Pope. He translated the Bible into German and purged the Christian religion of such absurdities as no marriage for priests, no divorce after one has gotten married, redemption and worshipping the cross, which didn't exist in the Bible. Thus, he established a new Christian sect termed Protestantism. Unfortunately, however, he completely accepted the concept of Trinity, which means the unity of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Also, in 1534, Henry VIII, King of England, revolted against the Pope and encouraged and reinforced the establishment of the Anglican or Anglo-American Church. The famous French writer Voltaire, who lived between 1694 and 1778, in his book Candid in 1127 or 1759, criticized the priests, the wrong dogmas, and the enmity towards science instilled by them. Thus, he made them a laughing stock by satirizing their pious frauds. Those authors wrote such works in those days that as a result they played a major role in the subsequent French Revolution, which broke out in 1203 or 1789. After this revolution, the priesthood fell into disesteem, and it is a shame that because of the existence of Wahhabi bandits, Islam was represented in such a distorted way that the Christians relapsed into ungodliness instead of advancing into Islam. The Russian Revolution in 1917 attempted to abrogate all religions too, but as the effects of the revolution faded away in the course of time, people began to look for a great power to worship. The famous Russian writer Solzhenitsyn, who won the Nobel Prize for Literature, says in his work First Circle, in the Second World War, even Stalin believed in God, prostrated and called upon him for help. 
Today, Christianity has been purified to a large extent and the powers of the priests have almost been reduced to naught, although it is not yet completely free from absurdities. Now there are only a few Christians who believe in Trinity in an encyclopedia written in a Western language, namely the famous German Brockhaus. It states, The Honorable Jesus said many times, I am a human being. This obviously shows that educated Christians do not accept Jesus as the Son of God anymore. Of such people, the ones who have had the lucky chance to study the Islamic religion, save themselves from aberration, attain Allah Ta'ala's true religion and thereby obtain his magnanimous blessings. The ones who have not been lucky enough to study Islam, on the other hand, lapse into errant irreligiousness and become atheists or heretics. The fact that today's Muslim societies no longer nurture great scholars exacerbates this pathetic situation. Men of religion currently educated succumb to the misleading activities manipulated by heretical coteries, which in turn prevents them from making progress in their beautiful religion and knowing Islam in due perfection. It is an unquestionable fact that Islam is the sole religion that guides men to the path whereby to attain closeness to Allah Ta'ala, a comfortable and peaceful life in the world and his forgiveness in the hereafter. Thank you.